Welcome to the Power of Showing Up podcast brought to you by Ray's Foundation, the experts in youth mentoring. My name is Dan Davis and I'm the host of this podcast and a program counselor at Ray's. Today I'm speaking to Taylor McKethy. She is one of the team coordinators at Project Rocket and in today's episode you will gain a greater understanding of what bullying is and who it impacts, how to talk to teens about bullying and how to provide support to teens that are impacted by bullying. Taylor, thank you so much for joining us on the Power of Showing Up podcast. I'm really interested to know more about how to support teens that are experiencing bullying and I think it's really important to our audience as well. Um, so to start off, I think it's really helpful to kind of get an understanding of what is bullying, because I think it has probably changed with, you know, the age of the internet as well. So I'd love to know about what is bullying and how we define bullying. Absolutely. So again, so important to have a name to be able to actually say what something is, so then you can identify it as bullying. Um, I'll get into that in a moment, but academically, it kind of is something that's repeated behavior with the intent to cause harm. Um, and often there's a power dynamic. And so in schools, we see this playing out as like someone's physical size, um, but also group sizes. So there might be like the popular group and the not so popular group. Um, and often it's actually based on someone's identity where there is power involved. So it could be someone's gender, their sexuality, their race, could also be their faith or cultural background. Um, so that's kind of the academic definition. Um, but basically what we, we think it is, it's essentially harassment if people were over 18. We just call it bullying because it's happening to young people. Um, like you said, it, it's probably changed a lot, but it still is those uh, ideas of, you know, when people think of bullying, they think of something physical, like pushing someone up against a locker. Of course that still happens. Um, but these days it is a lot of relational bullying, so exclusion, not inviting people along to parties or groups online. Um, obviously verbal, so name-calling and put-downs. And, of course, it's gone online. Um, but basically it's the same social issues that we see playing out in person that have basically gone online and we see the same things playing out. What does the actual evidence tell us about what bullying looks like and what's actually happening? Like You've kind of alluded to a few of the points just before, but maybe can you expand on that a little bit more just for people out there, especially parents who might not know what it looks like nowadays. Could you maybe just expand on that a little bit, please? Yeah, absolutely. So when you say evidence, I think it's an interesting word um, to put in there of like what the evidence looks like. Um, and often for me, you know, it, I think of like reports or like big studies that are conducted, but we are out in schools every day talking to young people. So the evidence that we hear is very much anecdotal and young people sharing their stories. Um, and what we hear is that what bullying looks like for teenage to, teenagers today, it can be a bit more kind of sly or covert. It's not as overt as we see in TVs or movies, um, like it's a huge thing. Um, often it's a lot more subtle things um, that, you know, they might happen once or twice um, over a long period of time, but it all adds up. So it's often name-calling or making a joke about someone part of their identity and just saying it's just a joke or like a snide comment or a remark or maybe a nickname someone doesn't like. Um, but a lot of the time what we see playing out and this plays out at school in, and in, and at school in person or online, um, but it's people being excluded from like message threads or games online or maybe there's having rumours or photos or videos spread about them um, at school and online and, you know, it might be in groups designed to make fun of people um, or it could also, yeah, be embarrassing or private photos or videos shared around without someone's consent. Um, 
And because of all of those things, some seem really big and serious, but some might seem relatively small. And it's in those cases that people might not think it's quite as valid or serious. And so they might not go seek support um, that they need. And and we often hear that playing out um, in schools or young people have reached out for support, but the adults in their life might not have taken it as seriously. um, And so they don't actually get the support that they need to fix the problem. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a confusing thing as well for for teenagers in general. Like if they can't identify what that behavior is or what they're experiencing that could be very confusing to them um are there any sort of clear signs that do pop up like what can people be looking for to kind of say that someone is being bullied are there some clear signs that seem to pop up um that is a very very hard question um because i think it will be different for different people and because i think bullying can play out in so many different ways in person and online Um, And again, going back to sometimes it can be really relatively seem small in quotation marks to something quite big. Um, Yeah, the the warning signs, I guess, it is hard to pinpoint. And I think some of the warning signs do relate to other maybe mental health concerns or issues that might be happening. Um, And it could be stuff from other stresses at school. Um, So it is really hard to say. But uh, obviously, if I were to name a few, I think it's people, if they're becoming withdrawn maybe from their friendship groups or not wanting to go to school um, or if they've been spending time online and then you notice uh, a big shift in their mood or how they're feeling, um, that would probably be an indication. Um, but I think obviously the biggest indication is actually having a young person coming to you and telling you that something's going on, um, which I think really shows like it's really important to actually create a safe space for young people to be able to talk about what's going on um, for them because there are so many nuances I think today particularly when this stuff plays out online. Definitely and I think you've kind of alluded to it as well before but sometimes things can be minimized and not taken as seriously so I guess for people out there just like you said they're creating a safe space where it is okay to talk about what is going on because you know the the teenager may think oh it's not too major and they may even say that when they're talking to their mom or dad or grandparents whoever it is they have at home you know they might actually be saying like oh I don't think it's too much of an issue you know they might start off by minimizing it themselves so I think it's really important for parents or whoever you know carers to, to make sure that they are giving that space and really validating what they're saying to ensure that they have a safe space to voice that because you know bullying potentially could be where it starts but there could be other things that come up later and if that safe space isn't cultivated then that person that teenager might not ever ask for help ever again 100% I think that's a really uh, really important point you make about you know for the the relatively smaller issues to be able to create that safe space Um, but I think it is also really important to take the lead of the young person um and if we as a as an adult if someone comes to us um and they are like oh there's this kind of this thing happening um I'm being affected in this way but it kind of seems okay I think it's really important to actually take their lead and not make it something bigger than what it is um and not kind of jump to that oh, this is the worst situation, we need to do something about it, let's fix it and get really upset yourself because that in itself is not actually creating a safe space for that young person. Um, so I think a piece, a tip I would give is if a young person does come to you and it, and they're saying it seems relatively minor but you're like, oh, something might be bigger might be going on here, of course you can ask it to them but maybe in a really like kind of more gentle, neutral way um, but also encouraging them to speak to their friends about it 
um, because then it is the peer-to-peer and they can maybe talk it out and see if it is something that warrants further action or something to keep an eye on um, and something that they can kind of deal with at a lower level. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great point. And so for Project Rocket and the support that you're offering to teenagers, um, what exactly is it that Project Rocket does for teenagers to support them through bullying or support them when they're experiencing bullying? Project Rocket, I, so I'm a team coordinator. Um, I lead a team of young presenters and I myself go out into schools um, every day. So I think I have one of the best jobs in the world, if I do say so. Um, but we run workshops about, you know, heavy topics about like bullying and hate and prejudice and cyberbullying and all these things playing out online. Um, so workshops is, you know, the core of what we do. And it's basically talking like in a real way about the issues that are affecting them, um, particularly at school. Um, and they are peer-based workshops. So all of our presenters are young people um, and we deliver the workshops in a really authentic way because unfortunately it is a really common experience in schools for people, um, yeah, to have been targeted by bullying. Um, but that also means there's a lot of people that can actually help young people. Um, so in our workshops we do, even though we're talking about heavy topics, we do want to have a lot of fun with, with students and young people. And basically the core of it is empowering them to stand up to bullying or that negativity when they see it happening rather than just standing by and watching. Um, but part of that as well, we do acknowledge there are a lot of risks for young people when they come to standing up to this stuff and those risks are real um, and they shouldn't just be wiped away and, and kind of not acknowledged, but they do need to actually be overcome to be able to stand up for yourself or particularly standing up for someone else. And that's what we really try to encourage is like that, that creating a community of support to let this stuff just not be not acceptable. Um, so yeah, it's really, really about empowering them. And then we also equip them with real strategies that we ourselves use to combat bullying um, and prejudice when, whether we see it happening in person or online. Um, and some of that is, you know, using the tools and features that are available on platforms already. So reporting and blocking. Um, but it can also be kind of that pro-social behavior about, you know, sending a supportive comment to someone targeted or um, posting a positive comment under a piece of content that might be targeting someone. Um, so, yeah, we really want to empower them with and equip these equip them with these strategies to stand up when they see when they see this nasty stuff happening. Yeah, definitely. And the other thing that kind of comes to my mind is potentially with a, a workshop, do you find that, you know, for a lot of the teenagers, they might be, I guess, ostracized or pushed away or there might be some of that covert behavior happening where, you know, it's classes bullying because they're getting pushed away from peers. Do you find that in these workshops that that inclusiveness kind of comes together and they find themselves part of a community as well? Uh, absolutely. That's one of the nicest feelings at the end of a workshop um, where you feel like you've actually united the room, um, regardless of what the issue is. Um, and we do take an approach where we do try and maybe uplift students that might not traditionally or yeah, traditionally be uplifted in classrooms or amongst their peers. Um, and yeah, it really is about creating that environment and uniting the whole room to stand up to this stuff when they see it happen. So we as presenters always feel like we've done a good job when we can kind of feel that in the room once we, once we've left. It's a, it's a good feeling and um, sometimes we will get messages um, on our social media that, you know, those positive feelings do persist after our workshops as well, um, you know, months later or even longer. And so what about the other young people who might actually be witnessing or, or noticing bullying that's happening around them? Do you have advice for those people who might actually just be noticing it? They might not be getting bullied themselves, but maybe a friend of theirs or, you know, someone in the playground they're noticing is actually being bullied. Like what advice would you give to those people? 
That is a really, really good question and um, I think really goes to kind of the core of what our workshops deliver. Um, I think there was a, a report in the last few years that came out and it was some number like 80% of um, the time that bullying happens, there are actually peers around and that means the peers that do see this stuff happening have a huge amount of power uh, to actually intervene uh, and change the situation. But we do acknowledge that there are, there feels like there's really big risks to act and barriers to be overcome to stand up when we see this stuff happen. Um, and we hear this all the time in schools and we get it. Those risks are real. Um, but pretty much every single one of us actually has the capacity to stand up in the moment. And when, when we see that stuff happen, we do have a choice to make. Um, so I really encourage people to make the choice to stand up, but that actually looks very different for a lot of different people, depending on who we are, like what our identity is or maybe previous experiences we've had. Um, so it really, for each of us, we need to find out what is the strategy that will work for us. So it could just be going up and standing next to the person that might be targeted just to show that you are actually on their side. Um, it could just be, I don't know, changing the look on your face and sending that message to the person who might be saying the nasty stuff that you absolutely don't disagree with their behaviour. Um, it could, you know, if you feel really confident, it could be standing up and just being like, hey, that's not okay. Um, you know, and they can be kind of feel like big nerve-wracking things to do in the moment. Um, but for other people, it might just be going up to the person afterwards and checking in to see if they're okay. And that could be sending them, you know, a DM on social media or it could actually be going up to them at school. Um, but I guess at the end of the day, the point I want to make is that for every single one of us, we do have capacity to stand up, maybe not in every situation, but the way that we stand up will look different. So we really recommend to find that strategy that works for you or the way that you want to stand up and go with that because you need to actually be comfortable um, to hold those risks when you do stand up and support someone who might be targeted. So for teens that are listening to this episode, do you have, yes. and also for parents as well, or other people that might benefit from this, do you have practical tips and advice for people who are listening in? Yes. So my first tip would be to the adults that are listening who might be supporting a young person. Kind of alluded it to, uh, to it before, but when you're hearing um, a story like this for the first time or your young person has come to you, we just really encourage you to create that safe space. You just need to take a moment and take a breath um, and don't catastrophize because we do hear a lot from our students that if they do reach out for support, particularly to parents and carers, um, there might be that emotional reaction um, and that is sometimes not helpful. Um, so you need to meet the young person where they're at um, and we really recommend not interrupting listening to the full story and creating a non-judgmental zone um, for the young person to just talk. Um, sometimes they might not need you to actually do anything. They just need a space to talk it out and vent and then they'll figure out what they want to do next. Um, so, yeah, just just take a moment and take a step back and support your young person. Um, on the flip side of that, before we were talking about, you know, sometimes these issues are minimised, so it is obviously really important to validate them. Um, but, yeah, like we said, meet them where they're at. If they, if they don't think it's a huge deal, then talk to them about that and maybe what they would do next time. Um, so, yeah, that's a tip for, for adults who might be listening. Um, for teens and young people that are listening along to this, um, I've got kind of three three tips for you. Uh, so the first one is find your allies and find your support network. So this could be friends at school, um, but we also acknowledge that sometimes the stuff that's happening is within friendship groups, so it can be hard to find that support with those people. Um, but it could be reaching out to other people um, in your year level or maybe older students or older siblings or older people in your family. 
um, if that's happening to you. But if you are at school and you're seeing someone else targeted and you want to do something about it um, and you don't know what to do and we acknowledge it is really hard to stand up in those moments, um, find your allies at your school that might actually able be able to stand up with you because um, it can be a lot easier to stand up with like one or other two other people rather than just standing up by yourself. Um, so that would be the first tip. Um, the second tip is, yeah, like I said before, unfortunately this stuff does happen in school, but that also means that there are other people around you who might know what it's like to go through this stuff. So I really encourage you, you to reach out for support. Um, and yeah, there's no shame or stick. There shouldn't be any stigma in reaching out and seeking support. Um, and, you know, sometimes there might be those messages that the problems aren't bad enough or aren't valid, but at the end of the day, you should be able to get the support that you need. Um, and that kind of leads to the last one, which is we hear this happen a lot with students. They're like, oh, I've done, this is what happened to me and I've done this and this and this. I don't know what to do next. Um, unfortunately, it can be really hard if you've reached out for support once or a couple of times and not getting got the support that you need. Um, and we know it's hard, but we really encourage people to keep reaching out because they deserve to get the support that, that they need. Um, and this, of course, goes beyond bullying, but you know, impacts on mental health as well. Um, sometimes whether it's bullying or whatever else, um, myself and other presenters at Project Rocket, it has taken a few goes to get the support that we need or get the re resolution that we wanted. Um, and often you can find a lot of support and resources, obviously face-to-face -face by talking to friends and family or teachers or wellbeing supports at school. Um, but there are so many resources online um, and places to actually get support whether it is social media accounts of people who are experts because of their lived experience um, or finding other resources and info from other professionals or getting help by talking to someone. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's really important to recognise that there are lots of different options out there. And I think it's really important that you mentioned that sometimes the, f the first time you reach out, which can always, or for a lot of people, can be one of the toughest things. And it's such a courageous first step to actually go, okay, I'm actually really suffering, you know, I'm struggling, I really need to reach out. And then to have that not received extremely well can be, you know, really demoralizing, it can make you not want to reach out again. So I think that's really important that you've made that point, because, you know, you've got to remember that there are so many different people with different approaches out there. And maybe, you know, that teen who's reached out to someone, maybe they didn't gel right with that organization or with that person. Um, so I think it's really important for the parents as well to really encourage that there might be someone else out there or another organization organization out there um, that might actually be able to support you and might actually be the right fit for you, um, you know, throughout this journey. So Taylor, thank you so much for joining us on the Power of Showing Up podcast. You, you have mentioned um, a few different places where people can go, um, but I think it's really important uh, at the end of the podcast here for people who, you know, want some tangible resources or websites to go to, um, where can our audience go to find out more about, you know, the issues of bullying and, and where they can actually get support either for their teens or for themselves if they are experiencing bullying? Totally. So there's, we've got a few resources that we often plug at the end of our workshops um, for young people. So a big one um, is the Office of the E-Safety Commissioner. Um, Australia is one of the only countries in the world that has a dedicated part of the government dedicated to keeping us safe, all of us safe online. Um, it used to only be, a lot of their power only used to be for under 18s, but now it's expanded um, to 18, 18 plus. Um, so they have a lot of resources online um, about staying safe, um, talking about difficult stuff that we might be going through, um, tips on, yeah, keeping safe and healthy online. Um, and they also have a 
tool where you can report content if you've reported it on a platform and it hasn't you know violated their community guidelines and it hasn't gotten taken down you can report it to the um, e-safety uh, and they have extra powers um, to talk to platforms to get get things taken down so that's kind of a really good last resort um, we also plug um, Headspace and Kids Helpline. They have a heap of resources online. Um, I'm sure a lot of the people listening are familiar with those two resources. But, uh, yeah, they've got resources and topics online, um, but you can also reach out to them on their web chat uh, and their 24-7 phone service. Uh, I know some presenters in the team have used Kids Helpline for themselves and other people around them, and they really have had a really good experience um so I'd suggest reaching out to those two um and of course you can find us uh at project rocket on instagram we have heaps uh of content that we post up um about the cool stuff that we're doing uh, with the different social media platforms and also being out in schools and we also often post a lot of tips um not just dealing with bullying and cyberbullying, but having a good time online and, yeah, looking after our well-being. Um, so you can find us at Project Rocket on there. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. Uh, we have three seasons of something called Project Rocket TV, so PRTV, where we cover heaps of different topics that um, impact young people. Um, so find us on there. We actually uh, partner with Kids Helpline for our most recent season. Um, and, of course, you can head to our website, which is projectrocket.com.au. We have an action hub uh, which is where you can hear from other young people on the cool stuff that they're doing, um, but also upskill on, yeah, tips and tricks and skills of how you can actually have a really good impact online. Um, and for all the educators out there, we do also have lesson plans um, that also follow on from our Project Rocket TV episodes. And you can find us to book a workshop as well. Um, so, yeah, definitely check us out. We also, on our social media, give a lot of shout-outs to other orgs as well. So, yeah, follow us for, for more info and more content. Thanks for joining me today for the Power of Showing Up podcast brought to you by Raise Foundation, the experts in youth mentoring. Want to hear more about Youth Matters? Then subscribe today so you are always up to date with our latest episodes. If you like this episode, then feel free to share it with a friend or leave us a review. We'll see you in the next episode.